Ovechkin on goal. Look at that pass. Haydock! Goal, Columbus! There are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross, and Dempsey is denied again! And Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! This is the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible! Described by two uglies. Stupendous! Welcome to Bone and Beam United. This is a thing of genius. Welcome in. Happy Soccer Podcast Day to you. I am Bone, and Beam is not here today. That's okay. Beamer is uh, on his way back. He went to travel down to Florida, see some friends, hang out. That's what you do. But now he's on his way back here, and he will be back in time for Sunday. More on Sunday in a second. But first, here's what we're going to talk about today. A crew legend steps away. And we will talk about him and what Dwight Burgess means to the city of Columbus and crew soccer. And uh, there was a little bit of a kerfuffle. I may have contributed to that of uh, the Columbus crew rebrand. I'll give you the latest on what I know about that situation in just a second. Um, Like I said, Beamer will be back Sunday. If you're not aware of what's going on Sunday at the land grant tap room down in Franklinton, right? You know, right downtown. Come on out and join us Sunday morning. Yes, that is Super Bowl Sunday, but that's not what we're there to watch. Sunday morning at 9 a.m., Burnley takes on Arsenal. And at 11.30, Spurs and City square off. You can come hang out with us for our first ever Premier League watch party from Bone and Beam United. Now, we're not going to be like doing a podcast there. We're not going to be doing anything pretty much other than just hanging out. And here, this is something that the land grant people told me about, and I want to make sure everybody is aware of. You can go see a photo of this at Bone Beam United on Twitter. Uh, we posted it. They are going to have a Bloody Mary there. I am told it is a one-day-only thing. Maybe if it's so popular, maybe they will continue to do it, so you could possibly help the city of Columbus enjoy what looks like a very tasty Bloody Mary. They're going to have a Bloody Mary with a Ray Ray's rib on it. So that... <laughs> Now, I'm sure if you're, like, vegan or something, you can maybe ask them not to do that. But if you like the ribs and you are a big meat fan, as I am, then you can have that. I think there's sausage on the garnish. There's some pickle on there. So, yeah, they're going full out for us on this thing, and I'm excited about it. So that is 9 a.m. on Sunday. Make sure you join us for that because I think it's going to be a really good time. You can hang out with Beam and I and, you know, let's just talk soccer. Might even, I don't know, if I'm ambitious enough, I may bring out a microphone and just maybe we'll do some interviews with various soccer fans, get your thoughts on a variety of topics. Who knows? But uh, Or I may just leave all that at, at the office and say, screw it, let's just drink and have fun and watch soccer. So hang out with us on Sunday. It's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to it. Now, on to the crew stuff for this week. And, and if you are someone who likes to listen to this podcast for our Premier League stuff, Sadly, I will tell you this week, not a ton of that on this show. I don't want to get your hopes up and think, when are they going to talk about Liverpool? Well, you know what we have to say about Liverpool. They're dominating the league. Okay, we'll get into all of that. Plenty of time still to talk about battles in the Premier League as far as uh, the relegation battles, uh, Champions League battles, all that stuff. We will do that in future episodes. But today, lots to talk about on the Columbus Crew rebrand. We will start there and give you the latest on what I know about that situation. So, First, let's recap where we were yesterday, or if you're whenever you're listening to this on Wednesday, the news kind of hit around six six thirty in the morning. I think is when A Race's article in the Dispatch, Mike A Race, did a report 
that I believe was well-sourced, but a report that said the Columbus crew are looking to change the name, logo, color scheme of the team. They are exploring it. And I was reading this article, and I, here's what mostly came to me from this article. Mike Arace is a columnist who has an intense and focused journalistic background. Okay, That guy knows how to dig up news, get sources to tell him stuff, and then report on it. But he is also a columnist who likes to give his opinion. There were people reading that article, I think, and reading a lot of it as if it was all, uh, what's the word? It, not factual, but they were looking at it, reading it, thinking, He's giving us no opinion whatsoever in this article. That's not what he was doing. For example, just to give you, this was on the, the crew Facebook page, the not the crew Facebook page, the supporters Facebook group, which is <laughs> the comments on that thing are insane at times. But there were people actually talking about how, oh no, the crew have hired Frank Lutz to do all the research and market analysis for what should happen with this rebrand. They were basing that off a line in his story where he said, are they doing this? I don't know. Best guess is they're using a Frank Luntz research group to try to figure out what to do. He was making a joke saying they really haven't been clear to him about what their intentions were or what they're trying to do. So then he speculated. As he is wont to do as a columnist, he's allowed to do that. But anyway, people were reading that and going, well, who's this Frank Luntz guy? What's he's do? He's a pol he's a political guy. He's on Fox News. No, that that was a that was a joke by a race in this article. OK, so that that article, though, hit. And I will tell you that I, I have not a reporter. Don't break news a ton of times. But I had talked to a few people who said, don't be surprised if there are some tweaks to the branding of the crew coming soon uh, or not soon, but in the next few years. That, that that the new ownership did want to put some kind of stamp on the team. And so my first question to them was, please tell me they're not changing the crew's colors to orange and brown or anything like that. They're not changing the colors. And the person I talked to said, no, they're not doing anything that crazy. Um, they may focus more on the uniform may not be all gold all the time. You may not have the banana kits as much, or you may not have all black all the time. And I said, well, what, are they going to add a color? And they said, well, no, I don't think that. But what my source had initially told me, and again, this was months ago, was that they were going to add, like, white to the to the team and try to make white as, as much of a primary color as yellow and black are. And so there would be kind of three primary colors instead of two. And I thought, oh, okay, that you could do that in a way that it could be interesting. You could do that in a way that it kind of refreshes things. There are ways that I think if they just had an all-white blank jersey that was very plain and boring looking like 90% of MLS has, that would suck. But if you think back to that uh, Barbasol-sponsored jersey that had the yellow and black across the shoulders and then was all white from, like, the chest down, I thought that was a very clean-looking jersey. If you go back to the early 90s with or the, the earliest days of the crew in the late 90s, they had a jersey that was white with yellow and black on the sleeves as well, and I thought that was pretty crisp. Those are... They're, they had a white and yellow jersey, yellow vertical stripes, one of my favorite jerseys they've ever had. There was no black pretty much on that jersey other than in the crest. So I'm not opposed to them looking at ways to try to make this a little different and, and shake up the brand a little bit. I just thought you cannot change the colors to anything other than black and gold with some white as the primary colors. But this is black and gold. That's what this team is known as. I think it needs to continue. I don't want to see them change the name clearly. That was something I also worried about. Um, 
I had heard rumblings that they were looking at something along the lines of changing the name to of like taking taking soccer club off the name but leaving in the crew somehow instead of club and I thought that just seems very convoluted that doesn't sound like that's going to be real is it so I heard all that stuff earlier and I thought you know what whatever just leave that over there as not real this is just them exploring ideas none of this is true so when I saw a race's article I said oh maybe there's more to this than I thought because I just thought it was them brainstorming some dumb ideas and then suddenly it turned out this is a report in the paper maybe there's more to it so then my phone blew up yesterday or Wednesday morning and of course initially my initial reaction is I was pissed I'm like what why are they changing something that's this good when there are so many things that are like currently there's nothing wrong with this team's branding in my mind are there things that need to be tweaked about the organization about marketing about messaging sure you can always fix that stuff but the logo and the branding and the name i i think that's the beauty of what the crew are is that one of their selling points is they have a deep history in this community and it would be a shame to shake all that up again so i was getting very angry reading that and of course then i fired off a bunch of tweets like if you do this i'm done with my season tickets and i and, and some people got after me on that like why would you give up your season tickets over this why that's an overreaction well, no, I don't I don't think it is. I mean, maybe for some of you it would be, but you telling me Blue Jackets fans, if they came back and said, Hey, we're changing the colors, we're not gonna go with green and gold. That's our new colors. We're getting, oh, and they're not called the Blue Jackets anymore. We're calling them the Columbus Pilots. They're green and gold and they're the pilots and everything's gonna be centered around Eddie Rickenbacker. Like, don't you think people would say, Wait a second, why are you doing this? Why are you changing it? We the Jackets have a history in this town. That I, I just think sometimes people lack empathy. You think Ohio State fans would be totally calm, cool, and collective if they said, hey, yeah, I know they got a lot of history, but Ohio State we're going to keep. But Buckeyes? No. Buckeyes are just a dumb nut. Why do we want to do that? We're going to change all these other colors. We're going to go uh, – we're going to – actually, we're going to reflect the pro football teams in this city or in this state. Both have orange as a primary color. So Ohio State's going to have orange as a primary color. Wouldn't we all just say, what the hell are you – why do you feel the need to do that? That's where I felt with the crew. And if you're not a big crew fan, maybe you don't think that's something that matters. But to those of us who are, it's a big deal. By the way, what are we rooting for when we root for team sports anyway? Like, I've, I've heard that argument brought up, like, all oh, you crew fans are so fickle. <laughs> right, the fickle fans who, <laughs> like, moved heaven and earth to save their team. You're right. They're very fickle. No, man, what are we rooting for when we root for team sports? We are rooting for the players and for the coaches and for all those other things. But players leave, coaches leave, owners leave. The things that remain the same for your team are your affinity for what? I mean, the logo and the colors and the the branding of the team does matter. It is significant because that's the stuff that's not supposed to change even when all the other stuff does. And that's what – when you buy jerseys and you buy – uh, t-shirts and merchandise that all has all this stuff on it. You want to believe that's what is always going to be there for your team. I don't think that's a bad thing to want all that stuff. Not, not at all. And I don't think it's a bad thing to use some of the voice that we have as fans to say, if you change the logo and the name of this team, I'm not going to buy season tickets. Now, maybe other people will, maybe you'll pick up other season ticket holders, but I'm not going to buy them. If you do it, it doesn't make you a fickle fan. It means you're using one of the few levers you have as a fan to exert some pressure on the organization. 
So that's where I think that situation was for me yesterday morning. I think it was there for a lot of crew fans. Well, then I talked to someone who is close to the team, and they said it's not as bad as this article makes it sound. They did kind of reaffirm for me that some of the there's going to be more white in the in the uniform, and that that may be a possibility. And I said, okay, well, are they going to change the name? And that's where my source at the time said, I I can't say they will or won't. I don't know. I don't think they will, but it's a possibility. And I said, well, that's that's still concerning to me. I, I don't want to root for Columbus City FC. I don't. I hate all these other derivative names that are in MLS. It's one of the things that I make the crew, that I think make the crew unique is that they are not derivative. The crew are an American sports entity. They they feel like an American sports team that isn't trying too hard to be anything else. Now, if you like rooting for FC Cincinnati and you don't care that FC is like one of the most overused things in all of MLS, then fine, go ahead. If you if you want to kind of turn into that sporting Kansas City thing, that's fine. But for me, I think the crew keep the the revs. By the way, New England Revolution, great name. Don't lose it. Maybe tweak your logo. It's been around forever. It's never been touched. But the the revs have their own kind of identity, and I don't think that's terrible to 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 want to keep part of that. So I was worried they were going to change the name. Then you had some of the the. Things come out from ownership, like Dr. Pete. He had a statement that said, Columbus is black and gold. We in the Haslam family acknowledge Columbus is black and gold. Okay, so that that seemed to put to rest the color thing, but it still made me concerned about the name thing. Then you had a couple other people. Tim Miller gave a statement. Tim Bespachenko gave a statement saying, you know, the, that we're exploring things, but the name and the colors are not changing. And I said, okay, I just, I need to hear it somewhere else. So, I went, and this morning, well, Thursday morning, I got a phone call from someone else who is very close to the club and who has firsthand knowledge of these discussions. I'll put it that way. And this person assured me that the name for sure is going to be the crew now, then, forever, it's the crew. And black and gold, yeah, there might be some additions of, you know, a little bit more on the uniform of, like, white being a little more primary, but... Still going to be the black and gold, still going to be the crew. That's not changing. And then I said, what about the logo? And they said, well, logo is a different story, but the current logo being something that came from the pre-court era, that is something that is under review of, is there a way to make it better? Is there a way to, perhaps that involves just removing the SC. That is something that a lot of, there's. I think there's a lot of momentum in the front office and ownership with this team to say, do we really want to be called Columbus Crew SC? Why do we even have that? Why don't we just be the crew? And then I think there is also momentum to say, how can we make this logo a little bit more ours? The new ownership group, how can they make it theirs? So I don't I don't hate the current logo. I love it, actually. I think it's one of the best logos in MLS. If they want to tweak it and modify it a bit, I wouldn't be surprised if the 96 becomes a little more prominent, too. Um, I think they are trying to really hone in on the history of this team and, and make sure everyone understands that. So I will tell you that I know, and a lot of people have kind of brought this up, the Browns do have people that are working on this. Obviously, the Haslam's own that team, and they own this team, along with Dr. Pete Edwards. But they have people that are working on this, and I know some of the people in the front office for the Browns, I don't know to the level they're working on crew stuff, but I know some of the people who work for the Browns front office 
uh, at least one of the guys that they had on staff, I think he's still there, uh, he is a guy who came from Toronto and came down, worked on the Toronto Raptors rebrand, is working on the Browns rebrand, the, the one they're going to do now. He was not with the Browns when they did the stupid branding that they currently have. He was brought in to fix that. And now five years have passed. The NFL is going to let them change uniforms. And I bet you will see a return to an old school Browns look come this football season when they are allowed to announce that probably in the next few months. He's one of the guys that's going to be helping with this rebrand thing. And from my understanding, this is someone who's passionate about soccer, who is not new to soccer and is someone who is understanding of the history in Columbus and what they mean to MLS. So if that is true, I think that's going to be helpful as well with whatever they do. But I feel much better now after all that roller coaster of everything that what I got today in my conversations with someone with knowledge of this situation who's close to the team, they said, yeah, we're good. No logo, no name change, no color change. Logo may be tweaked. I think most crew fans could live with that. I think. Now, moving forward for each of us, it's going to be a little different as, you know, next year. By the way, none of these changes are coming in the next few months or weeks or anything. Uh, Next week, they're going to have the jersey reveals. All of MLS is doing their jersey reveal on February 5th. That's not changing. They're not – the jersey that has been leaked that you've seen, I am presuming, is the jersey. I did not ask about that because it's been out there for so long. I pretty much – I mean, all the teaser videos MLS has done pretty much show it too, so – um, that jersey is all black with some gray scale on the front, like a kind of squared graph kind of looking thing on the front. It's not my favorite crew jersey ever made. It's not the worst one I've ever seen. I will definitely buy one when it comes out with a number 10 Zella Ryan on the back of it, probably. Either that or a worm whore. <laughs> I might have to buy both, to be honest. It's going to be hard to say which one I'm going to buy, but I got a lot of options because the crew are stacked this year, and I am I told my contact, my source that I spoke to this morning, I told that person I am bleeping excited about this team, and they said same. And again, this is someone who is with the club and all that. So it, the, the momentum for this team on the field is going to be really fun. And I cannot wait for a month from now when we can actually talk about what they're doing on the field um, because it's going to be fun. Even though I know they're in preseason camp right now, hard to say what they're going to do there. Uh, one thing to keep an eye on with preseason camp Derek Etienne is in camp with the crew. He has uh, played for New York, played for FC Cincinnati last year. He's a winger. He's quick. I would not be surprised if the crew end up making a signing there, and I would not be surprised if he is with the team after camp is over and at the start of the season. I think they've got some ideas for him as far as being able to provide some depth, uh, change of pace coming off the bench, which is a nice thing to have in MLS when you're in the 75th minute in the middle of August and everybody's dead You can bring someone in who can burn for 15, 20 minutes. I love that. So keep an eye on that as a crew fan if you want to uh, for what could be happening in the future. Now to talk about a guy who was a big part of the crew's past, that would be Dwight Burgess. Dwight is uh, obviously the, I think, employee number one or number two of the crew, right? I mean, it was him and Dr. Pete Edwards were the first two people hired basically to work for the Columbus crew. Been there since day one been a broadcaster, on TV, on the radio. Dwight has some of the best pipes I've ever heard when it comes to calling a goal. If you have not followed Dwight's career, if you maybe didn't listen to him on the radio 
I'd encourage you to go back and do that. Actually, not to plug my own thing here, but uh, if you listen to the Cup podcast that we did last year about the 2008 Columbus crew, you can hear Dwight on the radio call of some of the some of the games that we had where we were showing the or, or talking about the playoff games against Chicago, uh, the game, obviously, MLS Cup. You can hear his goal calls in some of those episodes uh, preserved by Neil Sika, who who lent me all that audio to be able to use. But, man, I will tell you, Dwight is one of the best goal calls I've ever heard in all of soccer. He's tremendous. More than that, though, he knows the game. He has been a longtime soccer coach. He's given a bunch back to the community of soccer in central and western Ohio, uh, coached at the college level. Th- this guy is uh, truly a gem for what, what soccer is in America, what soccer is in Ohio. He's been a big part of it. Uh, called the World Cup for Sirius XM, called some World Cup games for them uh, back in the day. So, yeah, Dwight's done a lot in his broadcasting career. Now, Dwight has had some uh, health concerns. I, I, I know, of, obviously, that was mentioned in the release that, um, you know, dealing with some of the fallout of having a stroke. And so he has said that that's, you know, part of something that I know he, he wants to help with, you know, taking care of himself. And he should. He's had a great career with the crew. Um, I'm sure it's bittersweet for him to have to step away. But I hope crew fans can truly remember and know what Dwight Burgess was for this team. The man has forgotten more about soccer than you or I or most other fans will ever know about the sport or about this Columbus crew team. So I would love to see the team at some point if they could ever put together like a historic trust, you know, like a a group of people whose job is just to protect and preserve the legacy of the team uh, to make sure that like former players are treated properly when they come back, uh, that that fans are aware, hey, this player is in town. He's going to sign autographs. You should get to know him because here's what he did that was so great. If they ever form some kind of trust like that with with a historic perspective, which I would love to see them do over the next few years, Dwight Burgess would definitely be a part of whatever that is, right? I mean, I think a guy like Dwight, um, I think Steve Sirk, who's written books about the crew, those two guys for sure have such a perspective on what this team is. Um, it's it's sad that, to know that Dwight's not going to be on the call anymore, um, although Neil does a great job and, and the crew are in good hands with Neil Sika on the broadcast. I have no doubts about his ability. He's He's been great as well. But Dwight is is Dwight. I mean, he's he's just, he's a legend. And so is Neil. Um, but Dwight's the one who's leaving and we're talking about Dwight because of that. And, you know, I'm going to miss hearing him. So uh, for sure, Dwight Burgess will always be welcome on the Bone and Beam United podcast. I'm sure once, uh, you know, things get sorted out a little bit, uh, we'd love to have him in. We could talk about some of the history of the team. He could kind of maybe help educate people on, you know, a perspective of what this team, whatever they do this year, I'd love to get his perspective once we start seeing what Lucas Zellerion is. Well, how does he relate to former Argentine central midfielders like Pipa and like Guillermo? You know, where do you, where do you, where do you think his play rates? I would love to talk to someone like Dwight about that. And hopefully Lucas Zellerion give us a, a reason to do so to make those comparisons. Uh, but yeah, so sad for crew fans, but happy for Dwight that he is, you know, doing what he needs to do to take care of himself and to be in the best spot moving forward. Um, I think as we're going out, it would make sense to play a little bit of Dwight Burgess's goal call. So here is the call of Dwight Burgess on Frankie Haydick's third goal in MLS cup, 2008 
against the New York Red Bulls in the stadium where the LA Galaxy play. At the time, it was called the StubHub Center. Here you go. Here's Dwight Burgess. Working with Gavin. It's a bad pass, but Moreno wins it back. Gavin again plays Scalotto. Scalotto to the box. Hedick! If you don't have goosebumps, I, I question whether or not you have feeling in your body. But that's why crew fans will forever and always love Dwight Burgess. The emotion, the intensity, the rise to the occasion when the goal is scored. I don't I, I don't know that there are anybody I don't know there's anybody better in soccer, quite honestly, that's ever done it than Dwight Burgess. As far as calling a goal, to me, his goal call is as good as anyone I've ever heard. Uh that is it for us today. We will see you all at Land Grant's Tap Room, 424 West Town Street, I believe, is the uh, address there. Yes, 424 West Town Street. This Sunday morning, 9 a.m., Land Grant Tap Room. You've been there. You know it. Go out and hang out with us. We're going to watch some Premier League soccer, get you all ready for all the other stuff you're going to watch maybe later that day when it comes to the other type of football. I will leave you with Dwight Burgess calling and Neil Sika calling the end of MLS Cup 2008. Thank you again for listening to Bone and Beam United. We'll see you next week. Throw in Columbus. The Hunt Sports Group gathering behind the crew bench. Clark Hunt, who referenced his father Lamar prior to kickoff, about to accept the championship trophy. The balance of this one is on the wristwatch of the referee. And there it is! Columbus Crew are champions of Major League Soccer! Thirteen long years, the Crew faithful have stood by their team. At the start of 2008, head coach Siggy Schmidt said our number one goal is to make the playoffs. Siggy, you did it. You made the playoffs. You won the Supporters' Shield. And you are the champions of Major League Soccer. Columbus has their professional sports franchise title and crew players celebrating as one would expect out on the field. You've been listening to Bone and Beam United.